So hi guys, it's uh, 2021 and we are back with series two of uh, Michael Jackson Unspun. Uh, so I'm Matt The Detail as always and also I'm here with MJ Fangirl. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm really excited to be back. We got so much great feedback the last time so I'm super excited for another season. I know, I really missed like just chatting to you and like having our regular like YouTube slash uh, like Michael Jackson chats. Um, I know, we haven't been able to catch up. I know, when, what, our, our live was in like three or four months ago or something? So... Um, yeah, I think so. September, something like that. But, um, yeah, we kind of chat, like, occasionally, like, just on, like, Instagram, uh, like, DMs or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, we haven't actually spoken in the last few months. So I was wondering, well, you've got some news. What's your, uh, yeah, how's the last few months been for you? Yeah, the last few months have been super exciting. I got engaged. Yay! Woo, like... <laughs> so I'm really happy. And I'm really grateful because everyone's been so nice and congratulatory. So that's been really fun. Oh, and um, and when was it? When when did you get engaged? Uh, we got engaged uh, like three days before Christmas. So it was a nice Christmas present. And for those of you who might not know, my fiance and I met on the Michael Jackson AOL chat room in the early 2000s. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So... There's a little Michael Jackson connection there. And is he from New York as well? No, he's actually um, from California. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. So, yeah, we did a little long distance for a little while, and then we um, both were living in New York now. So, yeah, we're excited. Oh, that's so nice. And um, and what, I had another question about this. I can't remember. Um, oh, yeah, because I remember on one of your Q&As, someone said something like, uh, what would you do? Like, would you go out with someone who didn't like Michael Jackson or thought he was annoying and stuff? Yes. And it's like, uh, I don't really have that problem at all, so... <laughs> yeah, I was just like, um, I don't know, you guys, if you're in this situation, you might want to think twice. <laughs> well, it's weird because, um, cause, yeah, my ex, he, he wasn't really a Michael Jackson fan, but he was interested in the YouTube stuff. So oh. I would try and, like, talk to him about the YouTube side of things, like you know, plat, you know, the whole strategy and the planning and all that type of stuff rather than get really in depth like, and did you know this happened? And then he said this and then he spoke to blah 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 and then like, you know, this happened the same year as that and you know, how it all relates to each other, like he kinda of got a bit bored of it. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, it's good to have someone kind of on board, even if it's just like with one aspect of it, you know? Yeah. Like it's kinda of, it's kinda of weird with dating as well because so, like, I started the channel and I was already going out with him. And then once we broke up and actually going on, like, other dates and stuff, it was, like, um, I thought loads of people would find it really interesting or really cool or, like, wow, you do YouTube and, oh, my God, like, I love Michael Jackson. And lots of people, like, either they, like, have a really good response to it that, like, that, you know, they're really into it or it just becomes a little bit awkward. They're, like, oh, okay, yeah, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah and they kind of worry you know you've got like I don't know you're like this fanatic and that you're like I don't know I guess I guess all the you know the bad fanatical kind of uh connotations around being a Michael Jackson fan um but yeah so so are you so I, I guess the question to ask are you gonna have like you know any 
Michael Jackson references and stuff in your wedding? Or? We def we definitely are. We just haven't really thought it all the way out through yet. Um, we definitely are not going to have like a Michael Jackson themed wedding. I'm not going to come down with like, you know, in, in a rock with you jumpsuit or anything. <laughs> um, cool. That's a, that I would, like that reference. Yes. And it would be great for um, YouTube, I think. But <laughs> for, for my future uh, photos and stuff, I'd like to be in a traditional wedding dress. But we'll definitely have a lot of Michael Jackson references. So I... What I'll hope to capture some of that for, for YouTube. Probably not air, like, you know, my whole wedding, but, you know, some clips of it. Yeah. I was actually thinking it might be good to do, like, a, like a Diana Ross and Michael Jackson rock with you, like, what they wore in the Diana special. Oh! <laughs> like a white tuxedo. That might be a good wedding look. I'm, I'm giving you ideas. I don't want to, you know, don't want to give everything away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, my fiance loves Michael Jackson. He is a big history tour fan, so you never know. He may want to do like a gold a gold outfit or something. <laughs> uh, well, I guess all that stuff like that kind of makes more sense for like the party rather than the ceremony. So you can always have more fun and there's more flexibility on the party side of things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And what else? What else what else has been going on? I see I see that you've just finished a uh, Vlogmas, which I really enjoyed of yours. Like uh, which is obviously always a bit of a challenge around this time. Yes, thank you. That's like the hardest thing ever. I never can commit to 25 days of Vlogmas. I only do 12. Mm. Um, and then every year I miscount it, so it actually ends up having to be 13 videos <laughs> because I start like a day earlier than I'm supposed to. Um, but anyway, but yeah, it, it's really fun. It's, it's kind of hard to... Um, to manage though because in the beginning you're like I'm like yeah I've done six videos in a row I can do this mm. and then at, towards the end of it I'm like oh my gosh I need four videos left what am I gonna do am I gonna disappoint everyone or <laughs> am I gonna actually do this so I ended up having to throw in like a live video just to help spread things out yeah and and what do you do do you like film a lot of stuff before or is it just like kind of trying to schedule things like do you is there a lot of preparation in it? Yeah, I, f I film uh, usually like four or five at a time, usually when I'm doing Vlogmas. And then, um, like, honestly speaking, I should be able to, like, record once a week. And then every week, you know, starting in September, add a special one for Vlogmas. But I don't. I'm kind of a procrastinator. Yeah. So I kind of pack it in um, in the month of November and film, like, as much as I can. So, yeah. I think it, I think it's good, though, to have that, like, I don't know, because sometimes I, like, right, I've done, like, five, six videos, but, like, by the time they actually come out, I don't know whether it's just, it's probably just for me, but, you know, it kind of gets a bit stale. Like, it's quite nice when you're, like, working on something and then it comes out, like, immediately after, like, you're really excited about it and stuff. But, like, if, it, if it's kind of been in the bank for a while, you're just a bit like, oh, yeah, I'll, just, I'll put that up, you know. Like, right. So I'm going away this weekend, or I'm busy, or whatever. Like, you know, so you haven't got much time for editing and stuff. Well, I would love to see the detail do vlogmas, even if it's a few days. You never know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, I tried to do it last. Oh no, two years ago now. God, <laughs> um, uh, it was Halloween, and I tried to do like a week of Halloween themed videos. You know, because I thought, you know, Michael Jackson thriller. Like, lots of people play it around that time of year. Um, 
I don't know. It just didn't... I, I guess, like, it's always difficult in the sense of, like, keeping people's, like, attention and making sure that you're still maintaining, like, that quality that you normally have. Um, right. Which, like, I mean, I mean, which you obviously have done because, like, people have just responded and they've watched and I've watched, like, the majority of what you did as well. So I kind of feel like... Um, yeah, it's because I feel like with lots of vloggers, it's like almost this marathon of, like, oh, my God, they've put up another video. And I guess when it's, like vlogmas and they're trying to think of like oh I'm just going to do every single day what I'm doing and it's like them just doing like life admin it's kind of like don't really need to film this and like make this into a like a thing so yeah if I can think something like kind of like uh yeah like a cool concept but I feel like Christmas with Michael Jackson like content is kind of a bit difficult because he didn't really celebrate Christmas <laughs> so right <laughs> people are kind of expecting I don't know to around Christmas time but that kind of wasn't his uh, wasn't his holiday of choice. So uh, I prefer the I, I guess the Halloween is probably a better idea or, or yeah, or I think it'd be fun. or something. But he didn't celebrate his birthday as well, so it's kind of difficult for him with holidays. Right, you just have to do. I mean, I don't even know what the thing would be. The best thing would be. Hmm. hmm. Um. So you got any plans coming up? Like any new content or? any new projects or you've always got your little side projects going on yeah well uh, one of the things that was really fun and successful for last year was my kids club uh, I yeah I had like two groups of sessions on this platform called out school where we would teach well I wouldn't teach but I would come up with like kind of like a lesson plan mm. and it was really fun because I had to dig deep and try to find some things to talk about to the people that attend the kids that attended the class that were not on my channel and that I had never talked about. And that's been fun. So I definitely want to continue doing that because, for example, I just did a, a kind of a session talking about Michael Jackson, um, Michael Jackson's solo Christmas song that was rarely ever talked about and not well known. And all of I haven't heard of that. What's the what's oh. single? It's so good. Yeah. It's called um, Little Christmas Tree. Okay. And what, and what year is this? It, I believe it was 1973. So it was a recording after the original Jackson 5 Christmas album. Mm. And it was recorded because Motown did like a little Motown compilation Christmas album with like the Supremes and the Temptations. And that was like a standalone song. And I think it was imagined that it might appear on re-releases but it never really did until i think 2009 or 10 they the motown re-released the jackson 5 christmas album as like an ultimate collection and it, it was on there so i highly recommend it yeah i love that album so much like yeah it's by far like the best christmas album i was listening to like even in november and stuff i was like listening to it uh, it's just like such a fun, vibrant album, but I do always think like, why did they do a Christmas album immediately? Like, I, you know, it just, it just kind of, it just kind of shows how much, I don't know if that's something that like, you know, his father pushed or like the record yeah. like company pushed, but it seems like just a little bit of an odd thing. Cause I did a video last year that was around how, um, you know, Michael Jackson kind of felt like he was deprived of Christmas because all the kids and all the houses around, you know, his neighborhood, they would all have like Christmas trees and uh, get presents and stuff. And, you know, obviously being a Jehovah's Witness that like that wasn't something which he ever experienced. Um, and for them to kind of like 
lived that through music. It's uh, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting like I don't know, like um, like dichotomy, like yeah, um, of like you know reality versus like his career. I guess. I totally agree, and I was reading actually uh, in the there's this book called the Jackson's Legacy book. It's like a hardcover they came out with. I think it was last year. And Jackie Jackson said that they recorded that in the middle of summer. Yeah. Which is even more like, what? I don't know. It's just, it's, yeah. Because, was it 71 it came out? So they're really in their, like, Jackson, Jackson 5 fame. Like, they were really, and it seems like that's quite common. Like, it's like, wow, you've had a string of really great hits, like a Christmas album out now. Like, it seems like (laughs) sort of like a formula in, like, the 70s and 80s and stuff. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. I think it was like their fourth recorded album or something. So really early on in the career, but I feel like it did really well. It must have been a good move because Santa. What is it called? Mommy's. I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. I love that song so much. Yeah, that's like a classic. Well, I feel like Santa coming to town. Like that's. I don't know. For me, like these songs remind me of like '90s Christmas films. I don't know whether that's in like. What's that Christmas film that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger did where he's trying to get, like, um, a present for his kid? Yes, he's trying to get the toy. I don't remember. To be honest, it probably wasn't even in that film, but it reminds me of, like, a film like that, like, one of these, like, you know, like, Home Alone or whatever. I think, like, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree and stuff was in Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, so how's how's everything been for you? Like, what's new with your channel? Anything that we got to look forward to? Yeah, so it's kind of been, like, uh, it's been a bit crazy. Like, since in 100K, like, it's just, like, the channel's grown a lot. And we've had some, like, really successful videos come out. So I did, um, I can't remember, but anyway... I did The Way You Make Me Feel, like, kind of backstory behind that song, and then uh, went through the whole uh, Tatiana, like, uh, ordeal. (laughs) It was quite, like, a long process. But you know what? She's written two books about her experience with Michael Jackson, so there's quite a lot to unpack, and there's, like, loads that I haven't actually, like, disclosed in that. Um, So, and those were really popular, and then I did, um, and then, like, Michael Jackson buying the uh, Beatles catalogue and his kind of relationship with Paul McCartney. Uh, and that video has just done crazy. Like, I think in the last couple of days, it's hit 2 million views on it. Um, so there's a... I didn't know how... I mean, there's a lot of Paul McCartney fans out there. Although it's quite, right. it's quite interesting looking at the um, demographics because, like, I think 87% of people who watch that video are male and, like, uh, I think 30% of them are in their 50s and 60s. So it's interesting. It's very popular for the, uh, yeah, for the more mature audience. <laughs> but yeah, and it's still still going, still doing like really big things. Um, and then just a couple like, you know, I looked into like Brooke Shields' relationship with Michael Jackson, which I thought was like really insightful, like her perspective on him. Um, yes. And yeah, and then I've been doing, I've just really been enjoying doing like the year in reviews. Like I'm just about to do, well, it's not being released yet, but I'm just about to do the 1987 year in review, which is obviously a big year for Michael Jackson. Um, But just like chronicling everything that happened and reading the articles and like, like, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of very satisfying to me to be able to like, like see things as and when they happen and how they all relate to everything else and 
Um, also, like, just around, like, um, reading, like, articles of him during those years and just, like, what the general perception of him was. Because um, it... Because it, it just it just changed like constantly like you know you know seeing him from like eighty eighty three where it's kind of like I think that was really the first time he was put into like mainstream press and really like analyzed and you know outside of just like he has an album and he's like whatever like you know it's is a is a pop star you know really thinking of like the business of Michael Jackson and also his like cultural influence. Um, yeah. And then 84 was really like Michael Mania and also a lot of like backlash against him that it was like, there's loads of articles around like, we're sick of hearing Michael Jackson, the Thriller album, like it's just too much, like really, <laughs> t- really towards like the victory era. Um, and then 85, 86, it's very like, um, uh, you know, the social recluse, like, you know, waiting for him, you know, what's his next move? Uh, you know, the kind of the, the, um, the more like out, not outlandish, like flamboyant behavior and, um, right. all those kind of, un- yeah, unusual quirks about him that were like constantly being commented on. So I'm thinking actually now I might do a video around just like his relationship with the media and how, like, I don't know, the perception of him over the years. Uh, cause it's quite interesting how it just kept changing and evolving and switching and, um, and how that kind of like impacted on his career and also how he tried to portray himself in like later years and stuff as well. Um, Yeah, I think that would be super interesting because, you know, myself as a fan, sometimes I think like, oh, the media has always been mean to Michael Jackson, but not always true. It has fluctuated, right? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, 2009, like you couldn't even, you couldn't say a bad thing about Michael Jackson. Like it was all just so like, you know, overwhelmingly like, you know, celebrate, celebratory, celebratory, um, you know, about him that like, yeah, that like, you know, certain aspects were just like completely forgotten. And like, you just felt like, I mean, I was really surprised at the time because I was a Michael Jackson fan, but I thought everyone hated him. Right. Same. Yeah. And that's, and that's the weird thing around like, you know, with with YouTube, when you when you talk to people about YouTube and doing a Michael Jackson channel, those people think you just get loads of hate and everyone's saying, uh, you know, oh my god, I can't believe you're talking about this person and he's so controversial. But like, you just get so much love, and it's weird how much the the impact of the media it has great impact, but also how people almost fight against it. Like they almost have no impact, or they have the opposite of what they're trying or you know, are, right. are doing or whatever. Um, and that's why I think it's interesting. Um, so, like, my most recent video was um, about Michael Jackson and his African heritage, as well as his like love of Africa and his like kind of um, his uh, different like visits there, as well as like his just kind of like he just had this like connection with Africa that he loved. And um, one of the comments I had was like, wow, this is something you would never see on like the BBC or CNN or, you know, like major news outlets. But, you know, and I I think that's just really interesting to like, just show like another side of him outside of like, yeah, like mainstream media and what, what they're kind of would prioritize as news stories with him. Definitely. And there's so much, it's just, it's always so impressive to me how you figure out all the different like categories of things. Like you'll put out one video about something and then there'll be like three more. And then I'm like, how did he know to like even 
pick that as a subject, but it's just you always pick the most interesting things that I never would have thought about, you know, even as a longtime fan, I would have never thought to look up his connection to Africa or even like his relationship with Tatiana. I would have thought like, hey, it was just a quick thing and then that's it. But it's cool that you bring so much information to the community. Well, it's it's weird because it seems like any subject matter, like, like, I don't know. So I did I did a video about his um about his art collection, like him getting portraits and stuff, like you know commissioned of him and stuff, and um, that was just something I read an article and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I might do like, and I thought it'd be like a three four minute video, like something small to do, and then when you just start writing like Michael Jackson portraits or Mark, you know Michael Jackson artists, like commissioned artists and stuff, you just get so much information. Like everything is uh, like a real can of worms. Um, so a lot of the times I just think something's going to be like a small video and then it just turns into like a series almost. Um, so, the, so a, a script that I've written recently was around his weight and diet. Um, so um. I thought that was going to be, cause his weight, it didn't really fluctuate. Like it was always slim, but it kind of, you know, he slimmed down from the off the wall to the thriller era, like, you know, cause he wanted to portray a more like dancer's body and be more like slick, slick and angular with his movements and stuff. Um, but what his actual, uh, weight and, and diet was like over, over his lifetime. Um, right. and then that, and then that had to be turned into like a two-parter as well, because then you talk around his relationship with food and possible eating disorders and things like that and how that affected him throughout his career and, you know, touring and being such a vigorous performer. Um, so that's the two-parter. <laughs> so it's kind of. And then you look into other things, and it's yeah. So so it's, you're you're always finding new new things to talk about, I guess. Yeah, and you know, I always it's strange. I get DMs sometimes. People asking me like, "Hey, MJ Fangirl, can you verify was Michael Jackson a vegetarian? Or you know, I thought he didn't eat meat. I thought he never drank soda. Like people are definitely. But then there's the information about him loving KFC. So like people definitely are interested in that kind of thing. And I never know the answer, so it'll be good for me to have some place to direct them to. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think you kind of get like mixed accounts. I think for him, it's like he wanted to be ultra healthy, ultra like just vegetables and like, you know, wanted to be a vegetarian and wanted to, um, yeah, just be like super healthy and clean with everything. But he also had a sweet tooth, loved candy or sweets, as we were saying in the UK, um, and uh, and also fried chicken. It was, like, his favourite. And I think chicken and waffles, which we don't have that in the UK, but, yeah, like... Um, oh, it's so good. <laughs> so those kind of, like... But for me, that just sounds like home comforts, you know, things that, you know, he kind of um, indulged himself in as well. But what I thought was quite interesting is that, like, from different accounts, they said, oh... Um, that he was a health food freak. This was sort of in the uh, 83, 84, when he was in the Pepsi commercials, because they, they kind of felt, well, the news at least, felt like it wasn't really a, um, a clean cut um, or an appropriate association to be with Pepsi, because it wasn't really, you know, it's not like a health food brand or anything. Um, and he didn't actually drink Pepsi, so they, they always kind of brought that up on him, that like, well, he doesn't even drink it, and you're paying him so much money, and you know, this isn't really a product that he would use, so why is he endorsing it? Um, right. So, so yeah, but um, 
Yeah, and what I thought was quite interesting is that they really played him out to be super healthy, but he actually said he was a vegetarian but didn't actually like any vegetables. And that, like, he used to have personal chefs that would try and integrate, like, on a pizza or something, try and put mushrooms on it to just give him some, like, you know, to get get his five a day in. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I, I never knew that. The only... The only thing that I knew for sure was, you know, when he passed away, Kai Chase, the the woman, the chef who was living there and cooking, mm. she gave some interesting insights into what she was cooking for him. But other than that, like, I don't know. It was always a mystery to me. Mm. Well, you don't really see many images of him eating, like, particularly. Right. Well, because well, I, I haven't seen that interview. Maybe I have to look this up. Did you know what, what she said about what she could? Um, she, I think she used to mention that he loved Creole-style food, like the New Orleans-type gumbo and seafood. But I believe she said that she was cooking mostly a plant-based diet. But she was cooking for him and the three children. Um, but, yeah, you should definitely check those out because I think it – I don't know if it was at CNN – I'm pretty sure it was like CNN right after he passed away. She did a slew of interviews and it's really interesting. Mm. Yeah, because it's quite, it's quite difficult because there was lots of articles about, um, you know, the time that he died, that he was like very thin and that he was barely eating and he was eating, you know, one meal a day and he was uh, rehearsing and he lost loads of weight and all this type of stuff. And it's quite hard looking at those articles because some of them I think might have some truth, but then I think there was just a lot of like, very sensationalized, very kind of like, I know, let's look at like the dark side of like Michael Jackson's last days or whatever, right. when really overdoing like what his life was. Like, you know, there was many accounts that he was under 90 pounds and that he was, you know, uh, hadn't eaten in weeks and stuff. And, you know, and then you got the autopsy report and they give you his actual like weight and height and stuff. So, um, so yeah, so, so. Yeah, it'd be good to see it, like, yeah, to have someone who actually cooked for him and <laughs> actually knew what he ate um, yeah. at that time. Um, but, yeah, so I've got lo I've got loads of different, like, uh, videos planned. Like, I kind of try to, yeah, like, have everything planned out for December and then, yeah, January, obviously, with, like, lockdowns and <laughs> not a great month for everyone, as we can imagine. I'm just trying to do, right. like, lots of work and do lots of research. And I'm going to do an update of my um, first ever video on my channel, um, uh, how much plastic surgery did Michael Jackson actually have? Because um, mm. I kind of feel like it's almost two years old and it was the first video created. It's really quite embarrassing to be honest like oh, no. the editing is just like really not that great and also I'm actually on the voiceover of that one um and it still gets loads of hits loads of people comment on it uh and I've actually got a lot more like new information um about you know the different surgeries he's had and it just it kind of just uh it's, it's almost unbelievable like really looking into it and really because at least now I have like really high quality um, like video footage and images and we can like cross reference everything that th the amount of surgery I don't think he actually had like he literally didn't really have that much surgery but he just literally evolved so much like and I think yeah. I think the, the main reason you know with like wigs and makeup and you know like even just like having um, 
uh, yeah, like his clothing and stuff, like he just evolved that it looked like a completely different person, but he actually hadn't had that much plastic surgery. So, uh, yeah, I agree. And I think a lot of times uh, people don't account for like just normal growth, um, not really growth, but like um, evolution as we get older, as people age, everyone's facial features and things change too. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it was as much, but yeah, that that's cool. I remember that as your as, as your first video. And did that hit like a couple million? Yeah, it's done over two million. I can't remember exactly wow. right now. Yeah. I feel like you had a lot of videos that hit a million, over a million, or a couple million this year. Yeah, yeah. So I had my first video ever, which was the uh, Michael Jackson and Prince hated each other video which hit one million on my birthday last year. And then I've had, yeah, yeah I think I have two now that are over two million. And then I've got, yeah, I've got probably about eight or something that I've hit over a million. Uh, that is amazing. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just find it really interesting because I guess like this is one of the things that you don't realize with YouTube that you think, oh, you put up a video and if it hasn't done well in the first like two weeks that like it's just going to die in the water and that's it. But like, yeah, it's, it's weird how, like, even me, I watch videos that are, like, 10 years old and, you know, like, things are being served to me all the time. So it's just the, uh, yeah, like, the longevity of, like, video content. Um, like, even particularly now, obviously, and this goes very well into my uh, next subject, um, with the sale of uh, Neverland, that the... Uh, the videos that I've done about video um, about Neverland have kind of like taken off as well. Um, oh wow! Because I did one around his uh, Michael Jackson's purchase of Neverland and how he kind of created it into his um, kind of fairy tale uh, fantasy land for him, and then also uh, the kind of demise of that as well. So you know when he got raided and then he left and then um, what kind of happened to all the animals and all the buildings and everything that was there and and where it is or where it was currently at the time of uh, creating that video. Um, so, so yeah, those have been doing well as well. Yeah, I can't believe that Neverland has officially been sold. Like, I never thought the day would come, to be honest. I know, what, didn't they try, weren't they trying to sell it in like 2008? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been like over a decade. Yeah. And it's very, and his financial situation, because lots of people comment things like the estate should have kept it, they shouldn't have sold it. And I don't think it was even, I don't think the estate even owned it, like, ever. No. Because uh, I think it's, I mean, it's very complicated, but I think it's jointly owned by some kind of uh, investment group and or it was sold or it's some something to do with trying to, um, uh, is it almost like, like a, a bank will employ like a certain company to try and seize back assets, you know, when they're trying to get repayment of like debt and stuff. Right. Um, so it's, yeah. So I, and I did do a little bit of a story on Instagram, you know, just asking what people's opinions of it and do they think it's a good thing? Like, is this, you know, cause I think, I think lots of fans, lots of comments saying it should be a museum and it should be somewhere, you know, open to the public and, you know, a celebration of Michael Jackson's life and legacy. Uh, but I also uh, kind of account in that video as well, like why that uh, hasn't been the case and why that's not possible to be the case. Um, so I kind of feel like, I don't know, what do you think, like in terms of the, 
like is this the best case scenario for for Neverland moving forward if that you know if it can't be a museum or it can't be like a memorial to Michael Jackson well the good thing is is that I've heard that the person who actually purchased Neverland was a friend of Michael's who in one of the album liner notes uh, I don't know if it was history or blood on the dance floor one of them he actually thanked them I think Ronald Burkle yeah so him he actually uh, was a was a friend in some capacity so that makes me feel good the only concern that I have is you know well I don't know maybe this is a selfish concern but I've never been to Neverland and I've also never even been to like the front gates where all the fans have signed the rocks and have picnics and all of that and I wonder if that's gonna be something that's gonna be allowed because I do think that the majority of fans do need a place to visit to remember Michael Jackson because right now all we have is of course we have Forest Lawn but usually people also make that trip up to Neverland because they feel like Michael's spirit was there and they feel really connected to him and connected to his you know just you know the essence of Michael Jackson is pretty much Neverland so I hope that we'll still be able to visit it that's kind of my main thing like is it gonna be now like this whole big you know Ronald Burkle estate like is it gonna be his thing is it gonna say Ronald instead of Neverland in the front <laughs> I think whether he likes it or not there, there's gonna be fans going there like even if he completely changes the gates and it says you know Ronald Buckleland or whatever um, <laughs> so and what I was saying was like there should be some kind of memorial like whether it's a statue with a fountain with like images or like notes from you know just something like I I mean this is a billionaire here it won't take you know it's it's not going to be much to him but just something there that kind of and I and I, I feel like that is a possibility uh you know that you know as a friend or as someone that know you know knew of knew of Michael Jackson that he would kind of know that that's going to be the case, that that um, he's going to honour that in, in some way. Because it's kind of unavoidable. Uh, he's going to have fans around anyway, so they might as well kind of make something of it and make it into a, um, you know, not just someone signing, you know, <laughs> your your fence or your, you know, your, your walled um, estate. Um, but But we'll have to see. I mean... I mean, uh, apparently he's a lover of, like, architecture, and he really wants to restore the buildings that are already there. Um, oh, wow. Because what I thought, if I was going to predict what would have happened to the estate, is because doing those videos about Neverland, like, you know, outside of all the kind of, like, you know, the, um, you know, what Michael Jackson did with, like, the fun fair and the cinema and, like, you know, all his kind of, like, uh, creativity that he put into it, it's just a really beautiful part of like California like it's a really stunning like palatial like the 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 um the estate is just a gorgeous place that I thought it might have been um you know the Neverland the buildings would have been like knocked down and maybe they would have separated the the rest of the acreage into like different plots so that it was more sellable uh, to be honest if they were going to try and make up like a lot a lot of money <laughs> right. I think they would be like could be able to do that because I think the running cost on Neverland was like a couple million so you kind of had to be like a you know someone who earned a lot of money or you know already had a lot of money to be able to afford that maintenance cost um so yeah if they kind of like just made it a bit more manageable for people to look after them 
Um, that's what I thought would have happened, but uh, with this guy, it seems that's not the case. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I know that it's not possible to make it like you know, kind of like a Graceland type of situation. But I would love to know at least that there was some part of the property that fans could visit that was dedicated to us, whether that be, you know, maybe he can build like a little house, not like a little house, but like a little structure that we could visit. But, you know, that maybe he can team up with Lady Gaga, get some of the outfits that she has, because I heard she purchased like a lot of Michael Jackson outfits. Yeah. Yeah. Like, could they do, like, a little, you know, outfit on loan, you know, outfit of the month display? That would be fun. <laughs> I mean, it's hard because it's, like, you really want there to be, like, a museum. But, like, it's, like, a mini museum. Like, okay, if we can't have a proper one, can we just have, like, a mini one? Like, something. Right. Just one exhibit. Just one suit, please. One suit in a, in a, yeah, in a case, like, just on the side of the road, please, like, for us to visit. <laughs> um, no, but, like, you know, it just makes you think, like, there should be a museum. Like, it doesn't have to be in Neverland, because obviously, like, in terms of location, it isn't, you know, particularly, like, accessible to a lot of people. So, like, there should be, you know, even if it's not a museum, but, like, I don't know, I can imagine, like, Michael Jackson also loving this as well. Like, a bit of a, like, Michael Jackson experience, like, like visual experience or, like, uh, what, what do you call it? Like, a, a immersive experience of his life and career. Um, yes. Where, you know, let's say it's in Los Angeles or something and it's, like, a big, I was thinking, like, a big warehouse where, like, they go through his, like, really humble beginnings. So it's, it also reminds me of, like, Dolly Parton's... Um, Tennessee Mountain Home, where, like, in her Dollywood uh, theme park, she has actually re rebuilt the home that she was brought up in, which was, like, a little, you know, wooden oh, wow. shack in Tennessee. Um, like, starting from the really, you know, grassroots of, like, you know, 2300 Jackson Street, and then the Jackson 5, and then going into, you know, his solo career, and, like, you know, how, you know, it kind of extended globally his influence and his music and his message and, like, all the tours and, like, you know, so... I, I kind of feel like that is kind of what, I don't know, something like that would be really cool for fans to go to. And I think it would be, I don't know, I'm probably just giving the estate lots of ideas if they're ever listening. But, <laughs> but I think well, they should take them. They should take the ideas because those are great ones. And even if they can't do it at Neverland, like, I don't know, I've heard that maybe Havenhurst is something that they were exploring for the future. Uh, I, I've actually seen, I think it was um, Omarion, you know, the singer from the the old ba boy band B2K? Yeah, yeah. He had a music video that was filmed at Neverland, or he did some special thing, and he met up with Prince Jackson and, like, did a little YouTube special there. What, recently? Yeah, it was, like, I think it was two or three months ago. Oh, okay. What, in Neverland or in Havenhurst? In sorry, in Havenhurst. Oh. So I don't know. It was because uh, I, I know they renovated it um, a couple years ago. So I wonder what it looks like now. I wonder if they kept a lot of the because um, I did a video about that one about that uh, uh, renovation project as well. Uh, I wonder if they have all Michael Jackson's touches in there because it was quite, it was very kind of like outlandish for because um, it was you know it's it's. He wanted something very grand, but it was um, it was still like quite a small 
like plot of land that he had so like there's right and and also they had like a big great room with this huge i don't know if you've seen it's like a chimney brass that looks like a huge like cuckoo clock uh like above it (laughs) um and like huge grand like fireplaces and things so it'd just be interesting to see yeah hey if they ever do a project there i think that the estate should definitely invite us you know we'd we'd do a podcast episode about it (laughs) exactly (laughs) <laughs> what's like yeah i guess like so what's going on with the with the broadway uh broadway because it's is it meant to be coming out in april well i think it was going to be coming out in either march or april of this year and then it got postponed again i believe to september 2021 oh really so because broadway is nowhere near opening i mean right now in new york city we um, restaurants were at 25% capacity indoor dining and now we're back to just take out life. So if we, if we can't go and socially distance in a restaurant, there's no way it's possible in Broadway because those theaters are packed. Like you're sitting like knee to knee next to people. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's the same, it's the same thing here really. we kind of, um, what is it? We had one, two, and three tiers, and now, like, London's in, like, tier four, which is, like, I I mean, it's just, yeah, it's kind of, like, what else can they, like, say that you can't do, so... Right. But, um, yeah, I guess, like, because I'm thinking that's probably the next time I'll go to New York, like, I'll probably go when that opens. um, Yes. Whenever that happens. (laughs) I hope. I mean, that was the project that I think a lot of us fans were looking forward to for 2020. Mm. Uh, And I was actually, I don't know, maybe it was just wishful thinking, but I was hoping, oh, maybe there's going to be like a new like Broadway album and they'll have original tracks plus like maybe a bonus or two. Okay, guys. Well, that's us for today. Uh, Thanks for listening. And we'll be back with regular episodes every two weeks. Uh, So, yeah, look forward to seeing you then. See you guys next time. Bye.